I'd heard about prostate cancer. Most men have. I even knew about the heightened risk for black men, which, when adjusted, means that it affects one in three of us. One in three. But this was only meant to happen to old men. Other men. (laughs) That wasn't until it happened to me. I couldn't make these stories up. These are the stories, the good, the bad and the unbelievable about my prostate cancer journey. So strap yourself in and let's go. Prostate cancer, facts, figures and testing in the UK. One in eight men in the UK will get prostate cancer. This jumps to one in four, officially, but nearer to one in three for black men in the UK. One man will die of prostate cancer every 45 minutes. 48,000 men are diagnosed with prostate cancer every year. And of those, 12,000 will die. When I started doing awareness talks for Prostate Cancer UK, it was estimated that prostate cancer would be the number one cancer in the UK by 2030. It actually achieved that figure in 2019, 11 years ahead of prediction. It's the third biggest killer of men worldwide. First of all, you have heart disease, And then you have cancer. And of those cancers, you have lung cancer, and then prostate cancer is number two. Since the pandemic, it's estimated that 14,000 men were either unable to schedule an appointment to be tested or keep up with their scheduled treatments. So what do you need to know about prostate cancer and prostate problems? Well, it's a gland that helps to make semen. And only men have it. It's about the size of a walnut and it sits directly underneath your bladder. The urethra runs through it and it's surrounded by two sets of nerves. And what could go wrong with it is as you get older, it gets enlarged. You could have prostatitis, which is an inflammation of the prostate. Or you could have prostate cancer. The risk factors for prostate cancer, it mainly affects men over 50 and the risk increases with age. Ethnicity, as I've said before, black men are more likely to get prostate cancer than other men, one in three versus one in eight. Body weight, no one knows how to prevent prostate cancer, but staying a healthy weight is important. Research indicates that being overweight or obese increases the risk of getting cancer that's more likely to spread. Family history. You are two and a half times more likely to get prostate cancer if your father or your brother has it. That is compared to a man who has no relations with prostate cancer. You may also have a higher risk if your mother or your sister has had breast cancer, particularly if they were diagnosed under the age of 60. And this is to do with the brachygene. What are the common symptoms of a prostate problem? 
It could be needing to pee more often than usual, day or night. It could be difficulty urinating. It could be a weak flow. You could find yourself needing to rush to pee. That's called urinary urgency, where you just have to go to the toilet all of a sudden. You could have that feeling that you haven't emptied your bladder properly after you've been to the toilet. Or you could be dribbling urine. But these symptoms may be caused by a non-cancerous prostate problem rather than prostate cancer. However, the most common symptom in prostate cancer is none at all. In the early stages of prostate cancer, there are usually no symptoms. There are three main tests. The first is a urine test, and this is to rule out a urine infection. The second is the PSA test, and that's the prostate-specific antigen test. It measures the total amount of prostate-specific antigen in your blood. A raised PSA level may show that you have a problem with your prostate, but not necessarily prostate cancer. The other test is a digital rectal examination. There's nothing digital about it. The doctor is using his finger to get an idea of the size and the feel of the prostate. A prostate gland with hard, bumpy areas may suggest prostate cancer. However, the test only involves a small section of the prostate. One of the things that I've said to guys is that this test is only a minute's worth of discomfort compared to the tests that your mother, your sister, your partner, your wife, your daughter will go through. And they would happily swap the test that they have to go through for this 30 seconds, one minute of discomfort. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Now the PSA test is not part of a standard blood test. So if you've gone in for a health checkup, it won't have been tested. It's a test that you have to specifically ask for. It's accurate, but sometimes it's just not interpreted properly. Sex and vigorous exercise may elevate your result, so it's a good idea to refrain from both just before you take a PSA. Depending on your age, you have a particular threshold. In my case, it was 3.5. When you do get a test, make sure that you get the PSA number. Now, the doctors will just say to you, your reading's within the acceptable range, or everything's okay. But what you need to get is the actual figure, because that becomes your baseline. Next time you go to have a test, you'll be able to check whether it's elevated or it's lower than the last test. But you have to get that figure. The doctors do have it, they just don't normally give it out to you. Unfortunately, some of you may have to fight to get the test. The reasons why you might not get a PSA test comes down to cost. The test itself is not expensive. It only costs about 15 to 20 pounds. Like I said, it's a blood test. The problem is the surgery is liable for all the other tests. The DRE, the flow test, ultrasound, the MRI scan, and ultimately the biopsy. And this is the cost that the surgery or the clinic doesn't want to pay. Now, it's only a small fraction of 
clinics or surgeries that are like this. But every time I do a talk, there'll be a guy who will come to me and say they've tried to get a test and they've been refused. And it's not because of their age. Also, on the 29th of March 2016, the NHS released a paper. Prostrate Cancer Risk Management Programme Benefits and Risks of PSA Testing, PCRMP. And in it, it says, The PSA test is available free to any man aged 50 or over who requests it. After careful consideration of the implications, GPs should not proactively raise the issue of PSA testing with asymptomatic men. In simple terms, it's saying, if a guy is not showing any symptoms, do not offer a PSA test to them. And that's chilling, bearing in mind what I've said regarding the symptoms. The other tests include a flow test where you're required to pee into a funnel, which is attached to a computer, and it measures how strong your flow is. And if you stop and start the flow, it's consistency and it's strength. An MRI scan is also used to determine what shape and condition the prostate is in. The final test, which is the most definitive, is the prostate biopsy. This is where a thin needle is used to take samples from the prostate, which is then checked for cancer. It is the final and the most definitive test. It's also the most invasive. There's two types of biopsy. There is the transrectal and the transperinal. The transrectal is where the needle goes through the wall of the back passage. Between 10 to 24 samples are taken. There is the slight chance of infection because you're going through the back passage into the prostate, but that's very rare. The transperinal is where the needle goes through a grid which is positioned between the testicles and the back passage. Again, they will take anything from 10 to 24 samples for checking. Now, I was given the chance of having a general anaesthetic and a local. And <laughs> when I saw the needle, I opted for the general anaesthetic. There was no way I wanted to be awake while that was being done. If you're given the chance, bear that in mind. A friend of mine who had the procedure under a local anaesthetic said while he wasn't in any pain, he could feel each time a sample was removed and he described it as traumatic. Afterwards, the side effects can vary. We will most likely have blood in your urine for a while and this will get clearer and easier over time. You may feel slight pain or discomfort and there's the very rare chance there may be an infection. So you may be given antibiotics before and after the procedure. One thing they don't tell you about the side effects and this has been something that some men have encountered and some haven't is the first or second time that you pass urine, you may pass the blood clots that have occurred during the procedure. 
Now, I wasn't warned of this, but it was the first time that I, I peed after the procedure. And I can only describe it as passing razor blades. It was excruciating. I had no warning it was going to happen. And it's just the passing of the blood clots through the urethra. It's extremely painful. But luckily, it's a short duration and it should only occur once. But like I said, I experienced it. I know of one or two other guys that experienced it and other guys that didn't experience that at all. Once the samples are analysed, if there is cancer within the prostate, the biopsy will show how aggressive and how extensive it is. This is called the Gleason score. And there are two parts to this score. The first figure is between one and five. The higher the number, the more likely the cancer will spread. A check is made to decide what grade of cancer is the most common. And this is the first number. They then calculate the grade of the next most common cancer and this is also between 1 and 5, and this is the second number. The two numbers are then added together to determine how aggressive your cancer is. So for example, I had a score of 3 plus 4, which meant that my cancer was slow growing, but extensive. Your doctor will explain to you what your Gleason score means. Prostate nerve sparing. The prostate has two sets of nerves, and these nerves control the men's hydraulics, your erection. If the prostate is removed, the aim is to preserve these nerves. If the cancer has been caught soon enough, they should be able to save them. Without these nerves, you will never have a, a natural erection again. The stages of prostate cancer are stage one, early detection, Stage 2, the cancer is extensive, but it's still contained within the prostate. Stage 3, the prostate has ruptured, but the cancer is still localised. And stage 4, the cancer has spread around the body. Just to summarise, the three most important things about what I've said. You cannot prevent prostate cancer. You'll either get it or you won't. It's about being proactive. Secondly, men with early stage prostate cancer generally have no symptoms at all. And lastly, if you have prostate cancer, the sooner you tackle this, the better the outcome. <laughs>